Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here. Make sure you check out the Dave Damashek football program. You can watch it on YouTube, NFL.com. You can listen to it on iTunes or Stitcher or NFL.com slash podcasts. We look at the world of pro football and the game called life. And now, move the sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's going on, everybody? DJ Bucky here, Move the Sticks. And Bucky, the Move the Sticks scouting competition, we have five finalists. Down to the final five, the Fab Five, as I would call it, because DJs did a great job of taking the time to write detailed reports. Uh, They really painted a picture, and I'm excited to talk to them, kind of get their thoughts on why they want to be in the scouting business. Yeah, so what we're doing on this episode here, it's going to be all about this uh, scouting competition, but you guys stick around. Trust me, you're going to enjoy this. We've got five interviews with the five finalists. They're going to Skype in, get a chance to to visit with them, find out their background, their story, uh, get into a little bit of the reports that they wrote and why they want to be scouts. So uh, this is our final five. We're going to take from this final five, we're going to give them a player to watch, each of them the same player, and then we will end up, I believe, what is it, a week or two, Arjuna? How long before we uh, we nail down a, 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 our final two winners here? So they have until March 2nd to send it in, and then we will uh, have a show on March 9th announcing our two winners. So there two you go. weeks from today. Yeah, there we go. So it's been a fun competition, Buck. I mean, we got some great reports. Um, if you wrote a report and didn't make it into the final five, it doesn't mean uh, we didn't enjoy your report. There were some really good ones. It was a tough decision. Man, it's tough. It's tough bringing it from 300 down to five. I would encourage everybody who submitted a report, keep writing. Uh, I'm sure we will have more contests. We love seeing what you guys were able to put out. Yeah, you did a great job. But uh, let's not let's not mess around anymore at the top here, Bucky. Let's Let's get right to these Skype interviews with our five finalists. All right, Bucky. Well, we've got it here. We've got our list of our five finalists, uh, close to 300 submissions in the uh, in the scouting competition here. We've a lot of enthusiasm. A lot narrow- of enthusiasm about being in the team. We've got it narrowed down to five, and we got we got to yeah. go through these interviews now. We've got one of them here with us right now, and that's Joseph Villardo from Tom's River, New Jersey. And Joseph, this is uh, this is uh, Snooky territory, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about – give us a little bit about your background, how old you are and and, uh, and what you're up to. 
Um, so I'm 24 years old. Um, I'm a uh, University of Miami alum. I graduated about a year ago with the uh, BS in computer science. And uh, I work at a data center now for a financial uh, company. I help manage their servers and stuff like that. So That's cool. So football is a big hobby. So how have you kind of been involved in football from your time, either in high school to college? Or whatever? What things have you done inside the football world? So uh, the in terms of playing organized football, I really only ever played some uh, intramurals at school. I've uh, never played organized in high school or lower or anything like that. Just a huge hobby, playing outside with my friends. Um, I'm a diehard Eagles fan, so uh, I just I just love watching the sport, knowing everything, trying to figure out everything about it, things like that. Who's the greatest scout in Philadelphia Eagles history? <laughs> I guess, don't I answer guess, that. Uh, don't answer that. Don't answer that. I, I got. I have feelings. I have feelings. I have feelings, uh, Joseph. I'm, you're not answering that question. All right. You, you did your report on David Johnson, uh, running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Why did you pick him? So uh, I felt it might be a little tough um, being concise uh, if I were to pick um, someone on the Eagles. So just you know, I watched all their games and. Uh, It'd be a little tough. And uh, David Johnson, um, in this one fantasy league I have, actually, I took him. It's a keeper league, and I took him in, like, the 10th round. So he is my keeper stud, and uh, he's probably the most non-Eagles player I've watched this year. So he's just really fun to watch and just really enjoyable. So when you were watching him, what were some of the things that you were looking for when you were scouting him for this contest? Um, Again, just – I follow a bunch of you guys on Twitter, whether it's for NFL Network or guys like Dame Brugler, Fran Duffy, and things like that. Um, just reading their reports and what they talk about. It's always about skill set, trying to isolate skills and uh, just how they work out on the field. So, again, um, how he moves. Um, again, you guys had the appearance thing in there, so I, I didn't try to go too in-depth with that, but... Again, just how he moves, how uh, how he affects other players, missed tackles, um, just things like that. It was a it was a little it definitely proved tough, being that uh, I don't have currently have Game Pass, so I was just watching highlights. So when it came to the weaknesses category, I was uh, struggling a bit. Not that not that DJ has too many weaknesses, but <laughs> no, nah, he's he's pretty good. I'll tell you what, one of the areas of your report we highlighted here that that I liked. Um, did a nice job with the way you kind of described this one here. You said he does not shy away from contact. He runs through arm tackles uh, while maintaining balance. Rarely gets tackled behind a line of scrimmage, always falls forward. So when you're writing reports, you always want to give a visual. Uh, Bucky always references the fact you want to be able to close your eyes and be able to see the player with the way you wrote it. Um, I thought you did a nice job there of, of kind of describing what he's like uh, when he hits contact. We use the, the scouting phrase, you can you can have this one for future, is just contact balance. Okay. So you kind of described his contact balance there with the way you uh you discuss the strengths gotcha yeah i'll definitely keep that term in mind uh going forward yeah i think so. what dj is talking about uh your ability to paint a picture because when i'm reading through the con reading through the report i definitely can take what you're saying and visualize how david johnson plays and i think the big thing about being a scout particularly when you're having these presentations and these meetings when you're with the general manager and coaches is being able to give them kind of that visual age so they're like okay if he comes in here this is what he would do for our team so that's very very important in terms of being very descriptive and using solid adjectives to describe the player that you're scouting 
Um, all right, let yeah. me let me uh, let me get to you on one thing here, Joseph. Before we before we roll out of here, sure. Bucky and I, you know, we had an interest in scouting. Bucky was playing and was still kind of even looking or to the future. So tell me uh, why you would want to be a scout and abandon the successful career you've already launched for yourself. <laughs> well, um, uh, it probably goes back to. Um, I'm not as big of a gamer anymore, but uh, I still, when I can, I love playing NBA 2K, love playing Madden, uh, more so with the trades in 2K, just because the nature of the NBA and stuff. But just being a general manager is, um, again, it would be like a dream scenario or just being a help contribute to a team like that. Um, I'm always uh, intrigued by how teams are built, like what getting certain players can do for your teams, what positions are more important. And um, part of that works into uh, I actually worked for Pro Football Focus a few years ago, and uh, I got some experience just watching a lot of film with that. And um, I don't know. Again, it it sounds a little crazy, but if I were to somehow be able to come a scout for the Eagles and help contribute to uh, their first Super Bowl win ever, that would just be like you, you could pay you could. You could have me do that for free. Like <laughs> you'll take it. No, don't I mean, tell them that. No, don't don't tell them that. Yeah. They will use that against you. Um, yeah. I love your enthusiasm. What is the one thing that separates you from the other guys or wannabe scouts in this contest? Why should we say that you're the guy that's going to join our team as opposed to some of the others in this competition? Um, I would I would go on the fact that again maybe uh, going on a Chip Kelly term here maybe i'm not a football guy in the uh, normal sense of it but i think that can just bring um a lot of different insight a lot of different viewpoints into this field um the nfl's a little archaic in some of the ways it thinks still whether it's analytics or just using numbers in general and uh i feel with my background in um technology and uh programming that i could uh add something whether it's um a tool to help or just a, a different inference on numbers to bring to the table. Again, not that it's the end all be all just those numbers, but um, definitely contributing them in the whole picture and just taking a sort of different approach to uh, a new approach. All right, Joseph. Hey, look, good answer. It's great to talk to you. I've got, uh, I've got some good news for you right off the top here as a, as a member of the, the final five here, you're going to get a game pass subscription. When does this go Arjuna? When does this thing expire? You've got so you get, you have a subscription to July 31st. So you mentioned not having Game Pass. Now you can get on Game Pass, and you're going nice. to need to get on Game Pass in the short term here <laughs> because you're in the top five. We got to get to the final two. So the way we're doing this now, you got to choose your player the last round. This time we're assigning you the player. We're going to give all five of you guys the same one. So it's going to be based off this year's tape. So you need to okay. get on Game Pass. We'll get you set up with that offline. Uh, March 2nd is the deadline, Bucky. And the player that all these guys are going to do is a guy that you've talked about a bunch throughout the scouting process, a guy that we both scouted coming out of college. But you're going to base your report off what you saw last year with the Baltimore Ravens and that safety Eric Weddle. That is your assignment, okay? So we're going to go to the safety position. Let's get three games in on the game pass and then get your report sent in to us here by March 2nd. All right, sounds great. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. So. All right, well, hey, congratulations, Joseph. You're in the final <laughs> five, and uh, good luck to you as you try and get in that top two, my man. Take care. Thanks again, guys. It's great speaking to you. Uh, honored to be here. 
All right, Bucky, well, let's continue on here. We've got our scouting competition. We're down to our final five, and we're going to get a chance to visit now with Jalen Morris, who did a bang-up job on Jason Verrett on his report there. Hey, Jalen, what's going on, man? DJ and Bucky, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and give us a little bit about your backstory here. Uh, well, my name is Jalen Morris. Uh, my background, I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, did my undergrad here at the university um, in marketing uh, on the – during that time, I was coaching also at a local high school called Central Tuscaloosa High School. I was coaching uh, wide receivers and defensive backs. Um, after that, I uh, decided to get my master's in sports management, which I'm currently doing now. Um, got some relationships and formed some relationships as far as being connected with some of the personnel uh, guys that work in our staff up here. Started working up here and now recruiting the personnel staff and still currently just enjoying it. And uh trying to build my foundation in evaluation. You know, I mean, you're, you're there, obviously, at a chance to learn at the knee of one of the great coaches in college football, a guy who also has some NFL experience. What have, what have you learned just during your brief time in Alabama working in the office that you think will help you when it comes to being a personnel evaluator? Oh, well, first and foremost, the preparation, uh, the attention to detail, um, just the grind, man, the grind, the attention to detail, the intensity, uh, the consistency. Coach Saban does a phenomenal job as far as uh, being time, very time-oriented, very detailed, uh, very consistent as far as what he wants and as far as the demands, you know, of what they ask us to do. So just I would just say preparation, man. Sometimes, you know, I think we get caught up into the what too much instead of the how, and I think Coach Saban does a good job at embracing that process and embracing the how. Uh, that's a great answer. I'll tell you what, uh, when we were working with teams, when Bucky, especially when I think about you in Carolina, Bucky, and when I was in Baltimore, we, we watched players in college and we talked about, okay, this guy looks like a Raven or this guy looks like a Panther. There's a certain way that they played, a certain style that they have. You're, you're the general – I'm promoting you now. You're the general manager of a team. You're starting a football team. What do you want in a player? First, I would want – competitive toughness i want a guy to compete because as you all know as you know former players you know it's all about competition it's all about you know wanting guys to compete do they love football um and then after that obviously you know can they play can they play the game do they understand the game a lot of people get caught into athleticism and you know combine numbers but i'm all about can the guy play the game you know and at the end of the day does he make plays and can he play the game well, you did, uh, you did a great job on your report on Jason Verrett. Bucky, when you looked at the report here, what, uh, what jumped out at you? The thing that stood out to me is your description and how descriptive you were, particularly when it came to talking about him and man coverage and off-man coverage. You said, an off-man shows a smooth backpedal, good hip flexibility to open up at the top of routes, shows an elite burst out of his brakes, and elite speed to turn and run with receivers with good or better speed downfield. Um, when we're – Sending in meetings, it's very important that you can paint a picture for the general manager, the head coach, and I thought you did a great job of that in that little segment. I appreciate that. I appreciate that from you guys, man. Why did you pick, pick Verrett to, to evaluate here? Uh, I picked Verrett because, well, first of all, I'm a big, I'm a big DB guy. Um, uh, that's what I would say that, that would be my specialty. Uh, I, and another reason I picked Verrett, I thought Verrett kind of went under, went under the radar a little bit. I think a lot of people don't don't really know how good he really is. You know, when I was watching this guy, to me, man, when he's healthy, he's a top five corner 
you know, second to none. You know, I would I would argue with him as far as with the Talibs, with the Chris Harris's. I, I I believe he's right in there in that bunch of of corners when you're talking about the top five in the NFL. No, he's a, he's a big-time player. You did a great job on the report. Now, as we transition a little bit here looking into the future, I know you're already in, you've been around the football game here for a little while now. Uh, why, why would you want to get into scouting? Well, first of all, I just I love the – well, first of all, I'm competitive, first of all. Let's, uh, second of all, um, I enjoy, you know, evaluating players and seeing where guys fit, seeing where you can get the best out of these guys, you know, and, you know, just, just learning and, you know, learning about these players, man. And, you know, I think the, the best part about it for me is just, you know, just seeing what a guy can and can't do, you know, seeing where he fits, where can we best utilize this guy to, you know, to be more – for him to be more successful as far as using his traits and using, and using his athletic ability. You know, I mean, I think that's a – terrific answer is very similar to how I kind of thought about the process I was always fascinated by putting the pieces of the puzzle together in a very competitive industry uh, a lot of aspiring scouts out there in the world what separates you from others that want to be scouts I would say first of all my ability to communicate a player to the reader Uh, I believe I have a good grasp and I'm very confident as far as my writing skills. I think that's a very underrated aspect when, you know, you're talking about getting into those entry-level positions. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, the Scouting Academy, which I was a part of, which helped me build that foundation that's ran by Dan Hatman. I worked uh, with Dan. I worked with Dan yes, in Philly. Yeah, yeah Dan is a, very, a good friend of mine. Uh, Dan really helped me hone my skills as far as my writing skills and being able to you know, being able to communicate, you know, when you're writing as far as the format of the report and just, you know, the layout and, you know, putting the right words together to make it, you know, paint that picture that you want, as Bucky talked about earlier. Well, you, you did a great job, and now you've made it into the final five here. So we got to get from five to two. So I don't know if you have NFL Game Pass yet, but you do now until uh, July 31st, off the line here. We'll get you the, the code there so you can get on NFL Game Pass. and get Appreciate the, Get the all-22 here till July 31st. And you need to get on there because the deadline now, we're gonna, you got to pick Verrett. Now we're going to assign you a player, assign the same guy to the final five, okay? Okay. Now it's, okay. Your, it's your lucky day because you mentioned that the DBs is your area that you, uh, that you enjoy because uh, okay. we're, we're going to go to a guy that me and Bucky both scouted coming out of college. And we're uh, going to go with an old veteran, a man with a glorious beard, <laughs> Eric Weddle from the Baltimore Ravens. We need Eric. you to get we need you to get three games in on Game Pass, okay? Get three game tapes in, and then get your report in on Eric Weddle by March 2nd, and let's see if you can't get in the final two and, and win the big prize and get you a whole year of this Game Pass. Does that work? Yeah. Does it work? Yeah. Hey, Jalen, th- congratulations on making it on this far. It looks like you put a lot of time into this. Yep. And, uh, uh, yeah. We enjoy getting a chance to visit with you, and we wish you the best of luck, man. Oh, most definitely. Do you do you guys mind if I ask you guys one or two questions before we get off the cast? Yeah, we we got you've got two minutes. Go. Two what you minutes. Got? Uh-uh. What would you? What would the best advice be from you guys to a guy who once he gets into that entry level spot and building that foundation? I always look, one of the best pieces of advice I got, Bucky, when I got in is you're always building your bank of players, and that's going to make it easier to evaluate. The more players you have evaluated over time, you're going to be able to see who hit, who missed, and you're going to right. know what you're looking for. The best advice I got in when I first got in there, every free moment I had when I wasn't doing assigned duties, I would go try and watch, okay, who are the best 10 
linebackers in the league, and I'd go study them. Okay, what makes them so good? And if I had another free time, I'd go watch the best 10 quarterbacks, and what are they doing that makes them good? That was right. the best advice I got. Yes, what DJ is pointing to is you want to try and understand what the prototypes at the position are because if you understand the guys that are playing well, you now know what it takes to play in the league. I would always study the guys that were the Pro Bowl players or the All-Pros because those are the marquee players, the blue chippers. I wanted to see what traits they had. And so when I'm looking at college guys, if I see guys with similar traits, I now have an understanding of how they may have to play the game to be successful in the league. All right, we got another interview coming up, so we get a quick one. Give me one more quick question here. What do you got? Uh, <clears throat> Could you give me just another pointer on as far as uh, reports and as far as when you're communicating those reports to a GM or to an assistant GM or director of personnel? Hit them with what you think about them right away. So if you can think about it and doing it in a one-line fashion, uh, you talked about Jason Verrett. Jason Verrett is an elite cornerback who excels at playing in off coverage, has a versatile skill set, something that in that – 15 seconds, I know exactly who he is, what he is, and how you feel about him that way. Because a lot of times when you have a lot of reports, you don't have a lot of time to really go in-depth. We want right. to make sure that you leave him with, in TV we call it a soundbite, something mm -hmm. that when the general manager is away and he's thinking about that player, he can remember him based on a code word or two that you put in the report. There you go. There you have it. Well, Jalen, hey, it's good, it's good to catch up with you, man, and uh, good luck on Eric Weddle, and we'll be talking to you down the line. Okay, Bucky, let's, uh, let's move on here in our final five of the Move the Sticks scouting competition. We're going to go to somebody who did a player that I really liked. I thought this was kind of a little outside the box. Don't go with this big-name player. Get you a little Ali Marpet in. And that's what, uh, that's what Chris Congimo did here in his, uh, in his report and did a great job with it. He joins us now. Chris, how are you doing today, man? I'm great. How about you? Uh, we're doing just fine. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your age, your background, kind of what, you, what, you, what are you up to in life? Oh, right now, uh, I'm 21 years old, and right now I'm just kind of working at a, a local farmer's market. And uh, I saw this uh, competition online that you posted on your Twitter, and I was thought, hey, that's something I'm really down to do. And I, so I just kind of went with it and sent in my report. Cool. So give me a little bit about your football background. Did you play in high school? Uh, have you been just a devoted fan? Uh, where is the love affair with football? Where does that come in? Yeah, I started in fifth grade, and from there I just kind of pretty much fell in love with football, and I've been playing. I stopped in uh, freshman year in high school is when I stopped, which I kind of wish I didn't, but I realized that my size wasn't going to take me anywhere, so I kind of turned towards more of the evaluation point and the scouting and wanting to get into that, and that's kind of where I'm at now. Well, you did, a, you did a great job on your report here, Chris. Uh, tell us why you decided to do Ali Marpet here, not the obvious choice. Right. Uh, I felt he would have been more of a unique report and kind of something that you guys wouldn't have seen a lot of because I felt a lot of people might have sent in like a lot of Derek Carrs, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott. So I kind of wanted to stand out and do someone who wasn't like on the main radar for most people. Yeah, it's, it's definitely uncommon for a guy to um, pick an offensive lineman, but you mm -hmm. really did a good job of talking about an offensive lineman. So when you're looking at a player, what are some of the traits or things that you're looking for when you're scouting? Well, I think athletic ability is a big one in the NFL. Uh, some uh, mental processing and awareness, I think that's another one that's kind of a big, especially for a lineman. You have to be able to – 
read and recognize different stunts and twists that are coming at you. Well, you did a, you did a really good job. One part of your report here, I want to pull this up here, um, that I highlighted when I was going through it. And uh, Bucky, I know this this caught your attention when we talked about it as well. Here, just talked about the guy Marpet having a good anchor, digs his heels into the ground, stays balanced with a good base and technique, not allowing himself to get pushed uh, into the quarterback. So we always talk about making a good visual. You want to be able to close your eyes and see the player. I thought you did a very nice job uh, of describing uh, what you saw there. Nice work, Chris. No, it, it, it was actually excellent. It's one of those things that when you're in meetings and you're presenting your case to the general manager, the head coach, being able to vividly describe what this player is at this point and what he could be is very, very important. But what's important to me for you is why do you want to be a scout? Why is it important for you to be able to work with the team and evaluate and help them build a championship contender? Yeah, that's it. I want to be able to be part of a team. And I like, you know, I miss that part of the football not being a part of the team and winning championships. And that's something that I really look forward to doing. Well, as we get to the, to the final five here, Chris, you, you got to try and separate yourself from the pack. Now we've got five guys in only the top two are going to be the winners here. So what do you think that, uh, that may differentiate yourself from the rest of the candidates here? Right. I think uh, my passion for football is something that will really separate me and really can come out in my reports when I uh, write them and, just the love I have for the game and how much I want to be a scout. And this is something I really look forward to doing for the rest of my life. And I think that's going to show up when I write my reports. That's a good answer. There's a last question I've got for you, maybe the most important question of all. And that's um, in a couple years, uh, North Carolina and Appalachian State <laughs> play a three-game series here. Okay, Chris? I need to know who wins. who's going to win the two out of three. Who's going to win that series, App State or North Carolina? Um. Shouldn't have to to think, with, you shouldn't uh, have to think this North long. North Carolina on that Oh, one. Chris, well, come he on. He knows, he knows. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, in spite of that that answer at the end, it, you did a great job. It's it's great uh, talking to you. we got to give you the update now on what's next. So you're in the final mm-hmm. five. Going forward now, uh, you got to pick your player in Ali Marpet. Now we're going to assign all five of you guys the same player. So the player is going to be Eric Weddle. Okay, I don't know if you have NFL Game Pass yet, but we're going to give you offline a, a subscription through July 31st. So mm-hmm. go to NFL.com, get on Game Pass. You can watch the All-22. We need you to watch three games on Eric Weddle, write up a report, and the due, the due date here is March 2nd. So get that Eric Weddle report in on March 2nd, and uh, we'll see if you can't climb all the way in and, uh, and get in the final two and get a year-long subscription here. Okay, Bucky, let's uh, let's keep this train rolling here. We've got our five finalists here. Next in line, uh, a guy who did a, did a really nice job here in his report on T.Y. Hilton, wide receiver for the Colts, and that is Chris Blystone. Chris joins us now. Chris, how are you doing today? Hey, great, guys. Thanks, thanks for, for me on. Thanks for uh, for doing a great job here on your uh, submission. We had, we were saying earlier we had almost 300 uh, submissions. You made it into the title the top five. So congratulations on that. But why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Give us uh, your age and, and your background, kind of what you're up to. Yeah, uh, well, I'm 32, um, and I work for a small business and do some sales and marketing with them. Uh, got a wife and two kids and one on the way, so a little busy, but. Um, I think that's pretty much everybody, right? Where, where, so, are you, where's home? Where, where are you living? So I live in Rockville, Indiana, uh, and that is like straight over from Indianapolis on the state line with Illinois. So, kind of the middle of nowhere. Oh, okay. Well, how about a little bit about your football background? Did you play in high school? Beyond anything, like where does the love affair kind of stem from? 
Uh, honestly, I'm not really sure. Uh, I did, I played a year in high school and it was, it was a pretty poor showing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm five, eight and I was about one fifty in high school and I did not have the necessary, uh, physical skills to overcome my size. Uh, so it wasn't, wasn't a lot of, a lot of football background there, but I really enjoy watching the game and, uh, uh, watched it with dad for some reason. He's a, he's a Raiders fan. Um, he, he's born and raised in Indiana, so I don't know where that comes from, but, uh, so you know, I'm a Colts fan myself and have been uh, just just an enjoyer of football for for many years. And then over the last probably, you know, five or six really kind of deep dived in uh, listening to you guys, listening to the Around the NFL guys. Um, we are not going to hold that against you. We'll edit the Toaster podcast out and we'll just leave that out. We, that didn't happen, Chris. We're just going to pretend like you didn't say that. Um, well, a guy's got to make some toast, right? You gotta know how to <laughs> toast so. there, you, there you go. They, they'll teach you that now. Uh, they do a nice job with that. Um, why did you choose? I know you're obviously there in Indiana, but uh, why T.Y. Hilton? Uh, well, he's a guy that I have watched all of his NFL games, and he's an he's kind of an unusual player because he is definitely the Colts' number one, but he doesn't really line up to the standards that you look at with, you know, when you guys talk about number one receivers. He doesn't have all of those uh, those traits, and I really like him. He's fun to watch, and, and I think he does, you know, require game planning against him, but he just doesn't, you know, necessarily check all the boxes. He's not going to dominate. Uh, in those situations where you really want somebody like an Odell Beckham to, you know, to go in and dominate the game or, um, or really change, you know, against the elite secondaries, he's not, not necessarily the game changer that you would hope for in a number one. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting, you know, type of guy to look at because he is in a category where he's a little bit unique. So. Yeah, I think he definitely is a unique player. And I think when we look at your report, there were some things that you pointed out in terms of his traits that do kind of make him a little different than some others. And so when we looked at the graphic, the thing that stood out to me and reading your reports, this was in your weaknesses section, you got to talk about it. In the red zone, not a major red zone threat. His reliance on winning the route and using his speed to create space means he often struggles to make plays where there's less room to work with. And I think that's really um, important to kind of point that out because as a speed receiver, when the field condenses, it is different when you're not able to kind of blow past people. You have to use more of your route running or sometimes being physical, and you're able to point that out. And I think as a general manager, as a head coach, those are some of the things that you're looking for from your scouts when it comes to being able to really pigeonhole what a guy can do for your program. Sure. Yeah. Now, Chris, what, what would you do? You're run, let's, let's give you a promotion here. Let's say you're a general manager. You're running a, running a football team here. Um, you believe in philo- philosophically here. How would you like to build your team? You know, we've been on teams where they kind of build it up the middle. You look at what are the premier positions you're looking for. Where would you start if you were if you were starting a franchise and got a chance to build your own football team? It's a big picture question for you. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it all it all as we we kind of know it all starts with the quarterback. Uh, but I think sometimes guys get hung up on uh, the the skilled players to surround a quarterback with, and, and you know this is speaking as you're going to hear a Colts fan speak right here, but. Um, you know, it's great to surround your quarterback with good guys. When you have a game-changing quarterback, though, uh, you got to start in the trenches, man. You got to get them an offensive line. You got to get a defensive line on the other side to get after the quarterback. Um, I, you know, I think, I think if you can get those things right, and if you can get after the quarterback, and if you can protect yours, um, you can get by. I mean, I think New England has shown you can get by with uh, with players who are are role players and do really well if you can do those things really well. Man, I like that philosophy. Build it. 
build it strong right up front. Make sure you're able to get up to the quarterback. You can protect your own quarterback. Make sure you have a quarterback that can be a difference maker. Um, I think that's very, very important. I like your philosophy. And speaking of philosophy, why do you want to scout? What, what intrigues you about being an evaluator at the next level? Well, um, you know, honestly, it's, it's kind of one of those things where you, I, I like to research things. I drive my wife crazy with it because we'll go on vacation and, you know, she's got an idea she wants. And here I am 10 pages in. of like, well, here's all the things we can do. And <laughs> uh, drives her nuts. But I'm, I'm that way with a lot of things. And I think there's something to be said for being able to go in and prepare uh, as a guy who doesn't have the football background to go in and look at stuff and trust kind of what your eyes are showing you and uh, and be able to pick somebody out. I think it'd be really cool to be able to have a feather in your cap and say, hey, I, I picked this guy out of the you know the sixth round and he is you know, he's a, he's big time now. And I, you know, I think that's a neat skill set. Obviously, it's that's not something you get every time. There's going to be some of those guys that are obvious. Um but I think there's something to be said and something cool uh, to be able to to say, yeah, I, I found this person. You know, I mean, the guy who's who's talking about finding Tom Brady is feeling pretty good about himself, right? So, um, you know, those those types of things. That's a neat opportunity to do that to be able to improve a team from a perspective that you know you can't do everything, but being able to contribute that way is kind of a cool thing. So, wow, oh, very very cool. That's a good answer there, Chris. All right, here's the deal. You've made it to the to the top five, which is no small feat here. Again, almost 300 uh, submissions. You're into the top five. You got to pick your own player. You did T.Y. Hilton. Now we're going to assign all five of you guys the same player. Okay, so we're going to okay. give you access to NFL Game Pass on NFL.com through July 31st. They'll get with you off the air and give you your code there to get that punched in. But you have till March 2nd to watch three games on Game Pass on Eric Weddle. Okay, safety for okay. the Baltimore Ravens. You're going to watch Eric Weddle and get that report into us by March 2nd and see if we can't get you uh, into the final two here. But I got to leave you with one question here, and that is your favorite of the Around the NFL podcast guys. Okay, your favorite of the group would be who? Oh, it's definitely Wes. Not even a competition. I love those guys, but it's it's Wes, and it's not close. Okay, so the correct answer is none of the above. <laughs> but Wes, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna allow that. I, you know, Sessler to me, it's it's a close competition. Clearly not Rosenthal. I mean, that's a no brainer. And yeah. I won't even mention the other guy. But, uh, <laughs> Anyways, is there even another guy on there? Yeah, that's a good question. Hey, I, think hey, I just got blocked on Twitter, but yeah, you, well, that might happen. That's 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 <laughs> going to be to your benefit. All right, Chris, thank you so much, man. Wish you the best of luck, and uh, we'll look forward to getting your report. Yeah, hey, thanks, guys. All right, we're down to our our final finalist here, Bucky. We whittled this list down in reports from you know close to three hundred all the way down to the final five. We got our top five here. And the last interview we have to conduct here is with Ethan Young. And Ethan did a nice job on his TJ Lang scouting report. Uh, Ethan, thanks uh, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on making it this far. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your, your age, your background, and kind of what you're up to in life. Thanks, TJ. Yeah, glad to be here. Uh, my name is Ethan Young uh, from Winville, Washington, up here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, 20 years old, uh, and uh, football is my life. I'm watching tape all day, uh, doing all sorts of strategic research and uh, things of the like, and uh, – terms of player personnel strategy projects and things like that and uh i love the game of football and hoping to get into it full-time here cool give me a little more about your football background did you play in high school um where did the love affair start yeah yeah so in high school uh you know 5'11 guys with stiff hips don't make it so far but uh yeah that's where it started for me and uh, uh quickly transitioned over to sort of film breakdown and analysis and scouting uh and and just really fell in love with with finding guys and and watching them grow and develop and diagnosing their traits and and everything from there. I was a trench guy when I played, uh, so that's where I, I – T.J. Lang, for me, is a guy that 
I really just wanted to highlight because of his level of play as a, as a trench guy. Well, you jumped right into it there. I was going to ask you why you, you chose to do your report on TJ Lang, but when we went through the report, Bucky, when you when you look at, at, at what he said and what we enjoyed, what, what part stood out to you? Well, I think Ethan did a great job of describing TJ Lang because TJ Lang is really one of the best players that we have in our game. And in the report, when we look at the graphic, the thing that stood out to me when you talked about his ability in the run game, physical tone set are showing – Strength at the point of attack by sealing off the place I A and B gaps, displaying just enough quickness to land, reach blocks, and find his assignments on the second level. When you're in meetings and you're sitting with the head coach and the general manager, those are the kind of descriptions that they want to hear because they want to be able to visualize the player that you're reading. So I thought you did an outstanding job of giving me uh, the picture that I can have in my head when I'm thinking about TJ Lang. Thank you. Now, we talk about what we look for in players all the time. And I've mentioned the, the STI, you know, speed, toughness, instincts are the three areas I like to really focus in and hone in on. Um, we're going we're gonna to name you the general manager of a team here. So you get to go out there and build a football team the way you want. What are you looking for in a football player, Ethan? I'm looking for guys that have, you know, rare traits, size, length, athleticism. I'm looking for guys that, you know, work ethic, hard workers, guys that, you know, just live and die the game of football, you know, sleep at the facility type guys. Um, those are the two things, you know, I want, I want rare traits and I want guys that are going to put in the work and, and just live and die football. You know, I, I mean, we want those competitive guys and what, what you're talking about are guys that are kind of world-class athletes who also have that passion and desire to play the game, uh, for the right reason. When you think about building a team, if you had to come up with a overall philosophy for building the team, how do you view the team building process? Like, what would you want? How would you want your team to look? Um, you know, physical, I, I think physical would be the big thing. I want to be physical, you know, secondary fronts, you know, O-line, D-line, you know, I want big, strong receivers. I, w- I want to, you know, push around the other teams. And uh, I think that's a big thing in, in terms of, of detailed schemes. You know, I, I think I, I would want to, you know, a concept-based offense, you know, a lot of progressions, um, quick passing game, that sort of stuff. And, you know, death by a thousand cuts type of offense, uh, physical on both levels. I like that. I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a question. I haven't given any of the other four guys here, so this is unique to you, and it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. I'll make you think on your toes. Here. Okay. <laughs> so you sound like somebody that's passionate about it. You watch a lot of football. You're all in. So I want you, based off what you've seen and watching a lot of NFL football, I need you to give me one player in the NFL that's overrated, and I need you to give me one player that's underrated. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I'll start with underrated. I'll, uh, Tampa Bay offensive guard Ali Marpet. Um, oh, there you go. Out of Hobart. Why is yeah, he under? Why is he under? What do you like about him? Why is he underrated? Man, I haven't seen that level of play strength. You know, he just flashes it at times, and he can just move people. Um, you see him, you know, two gapping guys, you know, zero tech, one tech guys. He faces off with, and he just drives them off the ball, and it's it's really impressive. And he's got the feet too to really develop into somebody that can pass protect as well. Um, I really like him a lot. I think he's one of the most underrated players. You know, playing inside doesn't really get the national headlines. Um, By the way, I'm 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 friends with with Jason Light, who made that selection. So I'm oh, going yeah. to let him know that Ethan Young thinks he's got the most underrated player in the <laughs> NFL, and Jason's going to be pretty excited about that. All right, now you got to do the ugly part. Who's overrated? Ooh, uh, you know, I, you got to do tough. it, Ethan. Come on, got to do it. That's what we do. Somebody's All overrated. Right. Somebody. Here's my guy. Here's my guy, and I'm going to get some flack for this, but Kirk Cousins. Ooh, okay. And, and I really like Kirk Cousins, and those type of p- passers are wh- who I'd kind of target, the Nate Peterman types. I really like him this year at a pit. But uh, 
those guys are going to be overvalued in terms of their contract, in my opinion, because their value is so dependent on the offense they're running. Um, when you're, you know, a lot of their value is put in by the scheme. So on the open market, you know, those guys are going to be, if they're not in the right scheme, available for a cheaper price. So if you're paying someone like Kirk Cousins $25 million, because a lot of that's based on the scheme, and they're putting that value in him, I don't think, I think that's where those guys can get overvalued kind of easily. And then someone comes up with a new scheme, and all of a sudden you're paying this guy $25 million when he sort of lacks the elite traits. And you can win with him. There's no question he's, he's a good player, but he's so scheme-dependent that I think that those guys can be overvalued easily. Ethan dropping bombs here, Buck. Dropping bombs. I like that, Ethan. All right, Ethan, look, you made it to the final five, dude. A great accomplishment, and congratulations on that. But now it gets a little more difficult because we got to get from five to two. So you got a chance to pick your guy. You did TJ Lang, wrote a great report. Uh, now we're going to have all five of you guys write the same player. So we're going to get you offline. Uh, once we finish here, our producer is going to give you a coach. You can have access to Game Pass if you don't already through July 31st. And uh, you have till March 2nd to get three game tapes studied and to get a report in on Baltimore Ravens safety, Eric Weddle. Are you up to the task, my friend? Absolutely. All right, well, there you go. Uh, Ethan, wish you the best of luck, man. Get your Eric Weddle report in March 2nd. We'll have you We'll have you back on, and uh, we'll end up whittling this thing down and getting a couple winners. But heck of an accomplishment making it this far, and we wish you the best of luck, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Well, Bucky, this has been a fun exercise, man. I mean, just you have no idea. We, we just see – paper right we see these reports come in on paper we picked out the five that we like the best and hearing the backstories of these guys such different backgrounds right these guys it's, it's amazing hearing all these stories it's amazing the different backstories but what it the common denominator there was a passion and love for football at every level whether they played it all the way through high school or in college you saw and you could sense the passion that they have for this game and I think that's very very exciting when you're thinking on thinking about bringing someone onto your staff to be an evaluator. And to me, it's, it brings up a great point in the evaluation process. You have to be able to you know, see things, right? But then you have to be able to convey what you see. So you might see everything, and you might see it more clearly than, than somebody else, but you have to be able to pre- concisely convey that, that what you've seen. And that's the, what these five guys did a really good job of. And then you also have to have the presentation part of it. Like we can talk about conveying it, whatever. The presentation, like really selling it because – if I feel like you as a scout are really excited about this player, then I'm going to take it very, very seriously that you show some conviction. You're going to stand on your point. You're going to stand on the pin and convince me that this guy can be an added or valuable piece to the team. You have to have that. The selling part is everything when it comes to the evaluation business. So I've got an idea here. I'm just going to throw this out to you as we kind of get to the end of this, uh, this process here. We've got round one, right? So this yep. is round one in the books. Now we're going to get to these final five, or the, the final five guys going to do their Eric Weddle reports. And then what do you think, Producer Arjuna, about having these guys? I think another aspect of scouting that's kind of cool is when you get into the room and you state your case to a general manager, right? So we have Eric Weddle as the player they're going to evaluate. I think we should have these guys come on. They don't need us, but just come on and do like a little 30-second uh, presentation to the room of what you're getting in an Eric Weddle. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's important because that's what we would be asked to do. You would stand in front of the general manager, and very quickly he will ask you, do you like this player? How will he help us? Um, where do you value him at? And I think they should do that. They should go through the process and kind of feel the same pressure that scouts feel when they have to present in front of the big wigs. Yeah, we're still going to pick the winner based off of what is actually written in the final report on Eric Weddle, but I think that's a fun exercise to go through with these guys. Arjuna, can we do that? Can we get that done? We're going to talk to the powers that be, but we're going to we're going to try and get it done. Nice. 
All right, there you have it. Well, this uh, the Move the Six Scouting competition marches on. Thank you guys uh, for listening to us here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's been a fun project, and uh, I look forward to seeing who emerges from this final five. We got a lot more uh, iTunes reviews and ratings based off of our plea from the last episode. So Great. Thank you guys for doing that. We keep those coming, and uh, who knows? Move the Sticks podcast might be here for a long, long time. Oh, we want to be a top ten. We want to be a top ten podcast. By the way, my guy that was uh, around the NFL, he talked about listening to around the NFL. That was, that was classic. Yeah. yeah. Don't make that mistake, folks. You don't want to go there. You want to stay here. We'll see you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.